Holy shit, Dylan God, I'm wearing no pants. I'm wearing no underwear. I've taken barbiturates and I've told people I have uh, sleep apnea. What I mean is narcolepsy. That can mean only one thing, Dylan, you fuck. We're talking about Mr. Fucking Big Cat Hughes. I love Mr. Hughes. Here's why I love him. He came into wrestling in 1990, right at the end of the boom. Somehow stuck around for a bit. I thought for sure this guy was... When the research said the years 99 to 2012, I was just like, what are you actually? Christopher Hobson, you are snorting glue. You're a glue snorter, Christopher <laughs> Hobson. There is you can no only way. snort it once. It all gets stuck because it's glue. Yeah. Oh, hey, there is no way that this not. Here, here's a question for anyone listening. Name one move Mr. Hughes did consistently. I now know one because he claims to have invented it, but I didn't know that before. Punch. Yeah. Wear sunglasses. One of his moves, he is the archetype for this guy looked fucking amazing. And then once he got in the ring, he was like, punch, finisher, give me my money. I'm already fucking high on opiates. Yeah. So here's the thing. Dusty Rhodes discovered him. Should we go into it? Dusty Rhodes discovered him. And here's what Dusty Rhodes was thinking when he saw him. Oh, I can do Big Bubba Rogers, but it's a black guy. And that's what they did. And I guarantee Curtis Hughes was like, Who's that? Who's Big Bubba Rogers? And they're like, oh, he's a very famous and intensely important wrestler to our federation. He was like, mm, I'm not going to look that up. I'm instead going to go do heroin. Bye-bye. Yeah, he combined his love of doing heroin with his love of doing heroin. And you know what? He looks, he ages really badly in just two years. Like, he looks brand new as a person. He looks like a newborn baby in WCW. And then... In 1991 and in 1993, by the time he gets to WWF, it's like, uh-oh, SpaghettiOs, I've been Yeah, well, because he lived quite a life. Literally, he's coming into... De- okay, so let's... He is a um, liar. Let's go through it. Um, he played uh, football at Kansas State. He claims to have been an All-American in three things. I Googled him extensively. Unless his name isn't Curtis Hughes, which could be a thing... Curtis Hughes is also like a very, very normal name, but unless his name isn't Curtis Hughes, he uh, has no record on college football reference at all, which is like, I don't even know how they compile that site. It's a lot like cage match. Cage match is interesting though, because they do just flat out miss some stuff, but college football reference is like somehow they got a guy to go to a division three game and count the rushing yards. Um, yes, that's very true. The other thing that is very important to remember about, um, Curtis uses that he's definitely just lying, and I don't know why both you and Hobson seem labored by the fact that he's definitely a liar. And I'm like, they're like, I got to true this, and I was like, this guy's definitely just lying. Like, well, him and uh, he, because Jim Ross used proof. to watch him play football at Kansas State. That's a don't believe it. I don't Jim believe Ross it. Is, right. Jim Ross was dr- Jim Ross. I like Jim Ross a lot. Jim Ross is one of those white people that just can't admit he can't tell the difference between black people. Jim Ross saw. <laughs> He saw a Laker game with Kobe and Shaq, and it's just like, ah, well, goddamn, that's uh, that's uh, Mr. Hughes and Ron Simmons there playing basketball. <laughs> Three sport all American. Goddamn, Tony, 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 why is Tony Johnson in the ring with the Rock? Um, that's uh, Scorpio Sky and a mirror, Jim. They were 14th worst football team of all time, or college football team, according to Bleacher Report. 
I don't know what your Bleacher Report is, because if it's recent Bleacher Report, then it is journalists. And if it's re- Bleacher Report at like 2010, it's just some 20-year-old. I mean, I Bleacher Report really benefited from the, the various times Bill Simmons has been fired from ESPN. Mm-hmm. Because Bill, Bill Simmons gathers a staff of very good sports journalists. They work for two years under some sort of ESPN contract. Bill Simmons then is just like, Hey, uh, is this the head of ESPN? I was like, you know, with Bill Simmons, you could suck my whole dick. And they're like, Bill Simmons, get the <laughs> fuck out of here and take your staff with you. Then they all get fired and then they go to other sport websites like the Bleacher Report. It's very fun. Bill Simmons is the destroyer when it comes to sports media. And I, he's who Bill, Dave Meltzer thinks he wants to be. Like Dave Meltzer wants to be Bill Simmons because Bill Simmons has as focused on details but is just way more of a dick so comes across with this weird charm like eh, hey ben uh, ben affleck i just want to let you know every time i watch goodwill hunting I'm like, <laughs> bill Simmons is way more of a bro than dave Meltzer. dave Meltzer would never no, be no, like no, 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 you no, can dave write your own article no. dave Meltzer like i wrote that article too no I made sure. bill simmons is an asshole that's the difference bill simmons has openly said uh, if you're a fan of mine, I do not want to talk to you in public. I want you to buy me a beer and nod at me. That makes sense, though. Yeah, because he's an asshole. Who would want to talk to their fans, John? Me. I'll talk to any. I'll talk to any. You talk to any of them. Yeah, well, not John's any of them. There's, there's a couple of there's a couple of individuals that. Uh, <laughs> there's a couple spicy boys. Yeah. Um, so, oh, by the way, to those spicy boys, you can reach me at my email is Dylan God mm-hmm. at it's Dylan God. Uh, at yahoo.com <laughs> yahoo i'm still sticking with yahoo i'm going down with the fucking ship so he claims to have uh got into wrestling because he liked an angle between harley race and rufus r jones he gets into wrestling at 26 years old he will not I say what he did that. in the four years between being a football player and becoming a pro wrestler he just lied he was just walking around texas lying to people uh, he also. <laughs> I'm the mayor. Geiger. I'm the governor. I'm the president. Yeah. I always, by the way, picture him wearing sunglasses. Um, he claimed that Bob Geigel um, knew who he was because of his football careers uh, and had been following his many successes, which is why Geigel trained him for free. I don't believe that mm-hmm. because I don't think Bob Geigel is a wrestling trainer. I think he's a wrestling promoter. I think Mr. Hughes was walking down the street and got hit in the face with a newspaper that was just about the NWA's management team getting a reward from the rotary club and just use that information to move forward and wrestling in the 90s was so fucked up that it's just like big guy wear sunglasses get him in the ring get in here get in here get in here mr hughes yeah, that's pretty much what it was i mean it's the same thing we say about every big guy in the 80s this guy's six foot five 350 looks tasty it takes him two years to get into the WCW because Bob Geigel sees him and probably was like, I'll train you for free is the way he phrased it. But in reality, it was like, hey, it's free to train and I get 50% of everything you make. Yeah. Yeah, or it was like this. Uh, Mr. Geigel, could you train me? <laughs> no. <laughs> like the young bucks, they needed training, even though they were backyard wrestlers. A guy, CM Punk, the things these guys are trying need training. I don't know how much training you need to be like, punch. Like his move is he uh, he punches people. That's pretty much it. Punch and then basically a, uh, a sky high slam. That's it. Those are yeah. what those are what he's bringing to the table. No, an elbow drop, and he left the ground. But like the the 
marked loss of athleticism between him in 1990 in WCW and then him dropping or tr- wrestling Chris Jericho in his final WWE match is insane. Like, I don't know how y- it's got to be like this guy's got a crazy opiate addiction for his body to party. basically atrophy. He oh, he just likes to party. He's hanging out to party, bro. He's having a party. Why wouldn't you have parties? Let's have a party. I don't know. I like to party. A party in Hawaii. Oh, we're not doing this bit. Hmm, yeah. I fucking hate Lovely Hawaii. I just went to lovely Hawaii, everybody. I don't like dealing. John, I might have to take off my shirt and get in the ocean here. No, you do not. I might have to go get in the ocean. (laughs) The beef. So he works for Bob Geigo for two years, and um, you can't really find that stuff online. Mm-hmm. He then later moved on to the AWA as Curtis the Cat Hughes. Mm-hmm. He says that Bob Geigel got him that job. Again, I don't believe that uh, because Bob Geigel in no way would have liked Vern Gagne. There's no way Bob Geigel and Vern Gagne. That's why he sent him Mr. Hughes. It was a fuck you. Yeah, go work for Vern. Fuck Vern's life off the way you fucked up mine. <laughs> uh, Mr. Bob Geigel, I just want to let you know I just sold all your furniture for heroin. WCW debuts. This is how quickly uh, he stops playing football. Uh, what? So he's born in '64. So he probably stops playing in '86. Two years, he's a wrestler. Uh, then he goes to WCW, which is just shooting large uh, amounts of money at anyone. And the money gun is aimed at Curtis Hughes. Is this Bill Watts? I can't. We need like a timeline of WCW. I need like a a poster of like who ran WCW. Yeah, is, is, it's I think. What do you think? Are you just going to say, I think, and then trail off? No, I'm literally trying to do the math in my head. I think it's literally right. I think it's Watts has just come in. Because that would make sense because Curtis Hughes is an ex-football player, and Watts sees him and is like, football player, buy a good for me. Football guy can say the things I like. Okay, get there it. There you go. Come and sit in my car and hear my words. All right, this is going to seem like a good question, but it will make sense in retrospect when you look on back on this year later, but how much pride do you have? Uh, if you said, and I don't want to, I'm just quoting here, you could be broken by words. How many times would you need to hear those words? It's very important that you have no pride. Yeah. A couple of things you need to know. I consider what is going on with your skin to be a tan, and I hate it. We were I wrong. Am. It was literally in the research. We could have read one second later, but we didn't. Ole Anderson was running WCW. No, he wasn't. Then he's run, Then it's still Jim Hurd. Then it's still Jim Hurd because Ole was the head of the booking committee under Jim Hurd. Uh, that makes that sense. Yeah. Because Getting all right. It's not specific to Bill Watts. It's just easy to make fun of if it's an old football player for Bill Watts. Absolutely. And if it's Ole Anderson, it also makes sense that Mr. Hughes is there because Ole was just like, "Who's someone that doesn't talk?" You if, I was, right. if I was the WWE, I would literally ask for a supplemental draft in the NFL draft. I'd be like, don't, I don't want like, because obviously one through 32 pick players. I don't want anybody. I don't want to pick one. Th- I don't want the 33rd pick in the NFL draft or anything, but I would like after the NFL draft is done, all the remaining players WWF is like, here's 33 guys we draft. If you want, you can come into the WWE. That's why I would petition for that openly. Don't they kind of already do that? I think so. I mean, the weird thing is the guy who just won the like heavyweight NCAA wrestling tournament, basically, after he won, just just wrote, hi, Vince McMahon. And he's like really? 6'2", 280, 290. 
and like and if he's writing if he's doing something like high Vince McMahon we got ourselves a Gronkowski on our hands and you know what that means I love Rob Gronkowski he's the best Gronk boat what are we gonna call it Gronk boat done I hate the Gronk Um, I do like by the way I do like by the way that he will be back in the WWE like there's no way he was keeping his friend having a job Mojo Rowley and then Mojo Rowley got fired so now Rojo Rowley will come back hopefully good for him and what it also was is that he was like, wait, what? Um, having a nice time, having a nice time, having a nice time. I don't actually want to. <laughs> so early on, Curtis Hughes claims to have had an altercation with uh, Lex Luger about no-selling matches. And I assume that everyone who is an old territorial wrestler just gathered around and started laughing super hard at them. Because it does of seem course. like the two nerds, the guys that everyone hates in the, in the uh, company are fighting. And everyone's like, yeah, I hope they both beat the shit out of each other. They all gathered around and just... <laughs> Boo! Starcade 91 Boo! in the Tokyo Dome. He's billed as uh, Big Cat. Big Cat Hughes subsequently became known as Mr. Hughes. Exactly what you said. He's Big Bubba Rogers, but... And I hate admitting this. Much worse wrestler, but looks way cooler. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, that's got to be hard for you to admit, because I know how much you love the man, the myth, the legend. Ray Trailer is... The greatest professional wrestler of all time. But I have to tell you what's actually weird about this, especially all the different stages. Of why? Like, this is, he's, like, he's everything that a bunch of different wrestling companies would want. And yet, he never seems to kind of gain traction, which, of course, leads me to believe drug addict or just real weird. Well, legit narcolepsy. Like, he had narcolepsy, he so he would have, fall yeah, asleep. He yeah, he had narcolepsy, but he also had not knowing what narcolepsy was and calling mm. it. I'm completely with Christopher Hobson on this. He doesn't. You he think keeps, it's a lie? Yeah, I think he was doing fucking Horace, babe. I so you Here's see, why. I think no one okay. in the '90s like this doesn't get five years in the Fed. Isn't there in '95? Mm. Unless there's a big reason. They kept Mantar got longer of a run than Mr. Hughes did. Mr. It is Mr. interesting because like you couldn't draw up a guy who looked cooler than Mr. Hughes. He looked like a Saturday morning villain. That's why it was, that's why there's something else. That's why there's some, that's why it's like, cause you know, Vince McMahon was weak. Just, just don't do it all the time. Curtis. Like, you, <laughs> just no. Yeah. I, I have a, there's something, this is the weird thing is, and I, we did look this up. We, I trust Christopher Hobson, not only with, um, your life, but also with your, all of your pertinent documents and information. I trust Christopher Hobson. I just was like, here, you have no reason to have this, but here's my social insurance number, Chris. I want you to have it. Yeah, and yeah. I don't have the code by my bank code. You do. Yeah. So there's something that no one is saying because everyone who talks about him, Terry Reynolds, who was he was in the York Foundation with uh, obviously the Alexander York, um, Jim Ross, um, who Jim Cornette, even they all say basically the same thing. They're like, yeah, he's a good guy, but he just couldn't cut it. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he was like, you know, he was like not, he wasn't giant Gonzalez esque with his lack of work, but it's like when you have a guy who's the, like Vader is the exact same size as this guy. And you watch a Vader match and you watch Mr. Hughes and it's like, it's so like, it's also because a Vader just seems so much bigger. And so much better at everything. So the idea where it's like, oh, no, that they're the same. So, like, I just I almost don't believe you. I almost want to physically fight you. I want to fight, fight you me. So stop lying. It'll be a bad decision. No, it would not. It'd be a very easy <laughs> decision get to fucking knocked win. Out. You no, get knocked not. out. You have no fucking way to I would not body. get knocked out. I would I'd get be, knocked out. I'd throw in. a ball at you. You'd have an aneurysm. 
I'd throw a, I'd throw a softball slowly at you, and I would be I would beat you so bad that I'm now your son's dad. That's mm, how bad I would be. Absolutely you. not. Uh, apparently, he falls asleep even if he doesn't have narcolepsy. We don't know. Either way, he falls asleep. He falls in asleep because he has heroin. He falls asleep because he has heroin. But while Sting is telling him the end of the match, he falls asleep, and he has yeah. Because also, Sting on. is really bad at saying matches in an interesting way. Like he's everyone knows that about Sting. They're always like, "How good is Sting? Like great wrestler." But do not ask him to explain the end of a match to you because he'll be like, "Okay, so um, well, Sting's a super Christian, right? So it's probably like this. Um, first um, things first, the end of the match is that two men cannot be wed. Did you know a- that?" That's what they kept doing. That's what he kept doing before <laughs> matches. Yeah, mostly evangelical Christian stuff from Sting. So he goes yeah. to the York Foundation and really finds and where he is in first wrestling. First things first, Mr. Hughes, are there. you bathed in the blood of a lamb? Are you <laughs> bathed in the blood of a lamb, Mr. Hughes? Two men may not lie with each other and also headlock takeover. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, then suplex you, which of course you know means no homo, and then of course we then <laughs> go into the scorpion deathlock, which of course means um, that's not your body, that's God's body. <laughs> I haven't ever heard anyone say that's not your body, that's God's body, but that's good. Have you never heard that? I've definitely I've never heard, heard that, that before. I've heard that before. I've yelled that at many women going into various just buildings. Not really? Even just, not that's even not your body, clinics. that's God's body? I just, I just put it out there. <laughs> Yo, yo, single John yo. is on the town. Yeah, single John is looking to meet women in weird yet exotic locations. Ooh, hey, what's what your Tinder you profile? That's not your body. That's God's body. That's my yeah, whole my, thing that says my Tinder. My Tinder profile is just the woman who's looking at it. It's my guess at her address. <laughs> I bet this is where you live. <laughs> that would be so yeah. funny. I'm kidding. I'm cheating. I just have location services for anyone that messages me. Yo, is this your place? That seems cool. So. Really finds where he is, which is bodyguard. And I think he was one of the better bodyguards in wrestling because he has a intimidating yeah, uh, you, enough you attire. As usual say they sort of fucking crazy He's wearing a leather fedora, which is face. scary because what kind of man pays good money for a fedora that's leather? Uh, really? He just looks like like a mean accountant. I don't know where it's like, wow, oh, I, I crunched the numbers and your face, Mr. Hughes. Here's the weird thing about Mr. Hughes is like the movie, the room of wrestling in that. Why do we remember this guy? Why do we remember him? Every wrestling fan, as soon as you say, Mr. he looked Hughes, fucking cool. Yeah. I think that that's it. It's that he is the, he looks like a fuck. He looks like an accountant, but his only, but he's doing those fucking calculations in blood, bitch. Well, maybe this, maybe, and this is reductive and maybe not correct, but how many black wrestlers were in the WWF in 1993? Um, I'm just his diary. <laughs> None. A great deal to too many. Jeez. Yeah, it's signed. You Bill just have Watts. Bill Watts' diary on your wall? I have it framed. Ooh. But what I'm saying he is, is... Dylan, that legit. man is very gifted at calligraphy. Go ahead. Virgil. I don't think he's there in 93. See, this is a ver- yeah, so. But, all right, but, no Virgil. Who else? Um, I think that Vince probably thought the Samoans were black at that time. <laughs> Top I of the card. Know. Who? Top of the card? No one. No one. Not no even. one. Papa right. Shango. 
is probably the only black person that's there right now. The only black person who's in the WWE in 1993, as far as I'm concerned, is the Witch Doctor, which is an indictment of the WWE right there. Papa Shango may have been finishing up. Uh, Kamu Mustafa. Yeah, so it's that guy, Charles Wright, is there. Charles Wright. It's Charles Wright. So the... the the uh the amount of black men in the World Wrestling Federation at that time were Charles Wright. Yeah, it was Charles Wright, and they made him play two different defensive characters. <laughs> but I think like you're a wrestling... witch doctor. No, now you're just a guy who beats people up. <laughs> wrestling in the sunglasses is sweet. Also, Kama Mustafa, if Charles Wright was better at wrestling, would have been amazing. Because it's literally like, hey, Street Fighter Live. Like they took Glacier. I think I don't think about. I I guess I'm just putting this together now. But Glacier does not work because Mortal Kombat's obviously too much of a movie video game. But you just take someone from Street Fighter and put them in wrestling. That's like exactly what wrestling is. This guy does nothing but spinning kicks. That's wrestling. Yeah, that's that's very true. But it's still, I don't know. Now that you say Street Fighter, all I just remember is that really awkward time when the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega dressed up like Ken Ryu and someone from anime. Yeah, they do came that. On, they came out on AEW Dynamite, and that was literally... I was, I've never been more like, you guys are very embarrassed. Well, this is the difference between generations, I think. I think that there's a lot of people who are like, that's cool. One of the most jarring things is you'll meet 20-somethings who are cool, who are like, I like anime. And then you're like, I don't know what to say <laughs> to you. Yeah. What's that thing? I just have to explain it. It's like, it's like when people talk about Pokemon, and I was like, oh, sorry, I grew up in a time when Pokemon was the worst. Like, literally, we were like, yeah. no one play it. That's bad. And now the world has changed. And I'm all for the world changing. I just don't have to goddamn like the bullshit. Yeah, here's the other thing is, I'll probably end up having an excuse to get into anime because my son will start liking it. Or he won't, and I'll just miss the boat on anime, guys. Because there's no way I'm like, you know what I'm going to sit down and do in my 30s? Not invest. I'm going to get into anime. I'm, I'm going to make this goddamn clear right now. Make it clear. No one involved in the rest of the review. That's me. That's mm-hmm. Christopher Hobson. That's Dylan God. None of us invest. <laughs> <laughs> I think people know that by looking at it. If you, if you have things on your shirt, you probably don't invest. Check That's this true, out. Yeah. Check this out. Check that out, huh? Uh, That's really I good. forgot. Right. I forgot what I was talking about. Oh no! Just having a guy wrestle in sunglasses is cool. It's a bit cartoony, but here's how you know it's good. Uh, Jim Ross, or uh, Jim Ross, Jim Cornette said, um, "Yeah, it's a bit cartoony, but we should have adopted that for Big Bubba Rogers." Yeah, and also the fact that he's able to he figures out how to do it, which is you just put in de-icer so they don't fog up, was pretty amazing. Yeah, of course, and also it hides him literally sleeping on the apron. That's the other thing that's so crazy is I part of me does wonder if he was like, yeah, I'll wear these sunglasses to make me look cool. And they're like, are you just wearing these sunglasses so people can't catch you um, sleeping? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he starts teaming with Vader in 92. They stick him with Harley Race to see if something's going to happen with him as a single. It does not. Let me say this. Do you think that Harley Race was a racist person? Because of all of the people, I just don't feel like he is. I don't think Harley Race, that's going to sound weird, had enough time for even thinking about that maybe that's just me yeah, but like like it's just like he was too busy just being like oh god i gotta close my eyes to sleep now and that's when i remember all of this stuff <laughs> i just feel like harley race if anyone would scream at someone for being off topic because they have we have yes, business to attend to that's very funny uh that's uh, not about getting drunk in a moving car stop talking about it yeah 
Hey. Pardon me, did you say bush light? No. Well, then this. shut your fucking yap. That's what you yeah. got going on. A little bit of that. Same with Stan Hansen. Stan Hansen's just like, I'm an insane man, and then I drink beer and look out a window, and that's pretty much what I got going on. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like Stan, Well, Stan Hansen's the best going to be like, you want to know what I got going on? That's it. <laughs> I like moving to Japan. I moved to Japan because they like gardening. That I seems like because I like two things: beers and also doing workouts inside of stairwells at hotels. <laughs> so Hugh said he liked the junkyard dog, saying that him and Ron Simmons used to go fishing and do drugs. <laughs> Which so I like the idea of That's, everyone do slow this, life down drugs uh, this while fishing. The first time I've ever heard of Ron Simmons doing drugs, which is why I don't believe it. Because I'm like. We would have heard if Ron Simmons was getting. You don't down. think three ex-football players who all were under Bill Watts for a time didn't do drugs? That's right. Okay, just, I said I'm it. Just getting I that fucking straight, said bitch. it. Yeah. Thank you for using my preferred pronoun, straight bitch? man. No, <laughs> Dylan. No, he Dylan. Him, bitch. Um. Oh man, I'm really getting roasted. What does it say? Roast battle. <laughs> Well, this is what I want to close on the break, and uh, are we, we are not fit to talk about this. Battle? But Mr. Hughes said he would go, go fishing with uh, Junkyard Dog and Ron Simmons, and they would tell him things a black man should know in the, in business. the business. Now, here's the first thing that I guarantee is they go, when you see Dick Murdoch, you just stare at him. Number two, Rick Flair. Kill Dick Murdoch, stay. first thing. Yeah, yeah. Number one, kill Dick Murdoch. <laughs> first thing, we've been slow dosing Dick Murdoch with cancer giving agents in his beers uh, for years. Uh, so that's going to pay off soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also, uh, and I can't stress this enough, um, the first and only thing you need to know about the business is give mm. me $10. <laughs> is your paying for all these weird drugs we have in this boat? Yeah, the junkyard dogs, all of his rules about getting through the business as a black man is just, hey, can I have eight bucks? Well, you getting high on your vacation? Vacation. Oh, it's a vape-cation? <laughs> it's a vape. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to call an album. I always wanted to record an album just of jokes about Hawaii, or even if I the joke didn't involve anything. And so I'll be like, "So I was in Hawaii, and then uh, yeah, vacation." Sorry, guys, the Cabana Boys coming over, so I'm gonna have to take a break. We'll be back in a bit. Yeah, okay, I'll I'll see you in the ocean. All right, bye bye. I'm broken and going through a divorce. I'm a daddy now. Please donate to Patreon for Christ's fucking sakes. Give us some fucking money, you fucks. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Patreon.com backslash. Oh, yeah. Oh, my the God. year is 1990, whatever the fuck. Three. Curtis Hughes has just entered the WWF in 1993. You know what that means? He appears briefly at King of the Ring, and then I don't remember anything else about him. I understand that Christopher Hobson claims he feuded with The Undertaker. I don't think that happened. I think <laughs> He. Of course, steals the Undertaker's urn. He's one of those guys. I mean, this is, yes, and this is the, they, by the way, do the shittier, shorter version of the absolutely excellent Kama Mustafa. Uh, Kama Mustafa's was the best because he, he uh, melted the Undertaker's urn down into a chain. Made it, made it into a chain. He also <laughs> consistently talked about just punching the Undertaker in the face. And talking about how no one figured out that that's the Undertaker's weakness is if you just punch him in stupid face. <laughs> <laughs> Being like, fucking Charles Wright knows how to fucking boogie. I'll tell you that right Well, because it makes sense, though, because like everyone's fucking scared of this guy. I'm just going to punch him in his goddamn face. Kama Mustafa was real, man. And yeah, this, is the, this is the prime of like, uh, oh, what's your run in the WWF looking like? 
Well, we're running out of money, so here's what happens. You come in, and then The Undertaker beats you up, and then you, right there, find new work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you own your own trunks? Good. Hmm. I see you got those pants. That's good. You're going to wear them. Because he comes in as Mr. Hughes, too. And that's how you can tell Vince oh, McMahon yeah. really likes a character, is he comes yes, in as exactly that much, character. But this is also very much a Vince McMahon character, which is like, in no way does he look like a wrestler. In every way does he look like yeah. he has another job, and he's a big guy. But these are the best ones, because it's like Mr. Hughes isn't called, like, he isn't called, like, uh, the office man or whatever. The mean accountant. It's Mr. Hughes. And he looks like a hitman. Yeah, he does. Yeah, that's the gimmick, is that he's a hitman. It's just that he could never live up to that. But to be fair, that is one of those gimmicks with a short ceiling, because he can't really sell. Once he sells, the gimmick's done. Yeah, that's an interesting point, yeah. Uh, it's also the thing with that type of gimmick is it's almost even if he gets in the ring. Like, if he, Diesel is the best version of this. Well, Diesel's so, the best version because Kevin Nash is a real guy, and he's cool. And he can yes, talk, exactly, and he but, has charisma. Yeah, all right. How about you interrupt me? You Whoa, no. <laughs> yes. Is that, but Kevin Nash did a very smart thing, which was when Kevin Nash body guard Diesel to Gentleman Diesel around the town. <laughs> gentleman Diesel? Ah, coming out right now, it's Gentleman Diesel. I'll pull out your chair for you, for you. Would you like a fork? What do you take in your coffee? Those were the lyrics. They eliminated the lyrics once he went face. But yeah. those were the lyrics yeah, yeah, to his yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, he's got, yeah. Here's some wine for the house. You just yeah. keep it. I won't drink any. I've got you some pastries for the morning. Gluten-free in the <laughs> left corner. He invented gluten-free. That was his gimmick. Yeah, he's so considerate. He just looked at someone and went, your glands seem inflamed. They were like, what? Yeah. He's like, some bread doesn't agree with some people. I invented new bread. Yeah. It's thinner and less flavorful and always disappointing. <laughs> Your mouth is dry. I'm sorry, but it's good yeah. for you. Have you ever had bread that's like a cracker, but bad, gluten-free? Um, is that Curtis Hughes as a bodyguard? It's almost like he actually shouldn't just been a manager who beats the mm. shit out of the wrestler on the outside. Couldn't talk, though. Yeah, but neither could Diesel. This is the thing. Yeah. Diesel couldn't. Yeah, Diesel learned how to talk midway through the NWO run. Yeah, well, but, uh, to be fair, he yeah, was well, really well, good well. as a heel, and yeah, then well, well. Vince McMahon essentially really goes, "Sorry, is that? Really yeah, of course annoying? it's <laughs> yeah, good." Uh, Vince McMahon goes, "Um, no, you're a truck now." When he's a face, and rips away. And Nash is right about this. He rips away everything that made Diesel a face in the first place, uh, which is also oh, a cool can guy. I please, can I please say um, how? Kevin Nash describes the bad gimmicks he was given. Please. Take a seven-foot guy who can talk, who always gets with the chicks. Nice. And you make, or you make him a fucking Wizard of Oz guy. Come on, Jack. That's not how you do it. You're just like, Kevin Nash. I like you that. You rule, and also, you got through that fame door. Because I'm going to say this. The fact that Kevin Nash is is a very liberal, progressive wrestler shocks the shit out of me. And I'm also not surprised at all that Scott Hall does not post about politics because you know that he's ran some ideas by kevin nash and kevin's just like buddy let's keep that to yourself that said kevin nash when he was the bodyguard diesel was in a white denim jacket and bad jeans and you barely yeah, ever denim. saw him saw him interfere he just beat the shit out of people like he it was the heart punch was his big move for a while yeah 
And then he transitioned and basically changed completely into the wrestler Diesel. That's what they would have had to do with Curtis Hughes or just leave him as the bodyguard. The other thing is, is just leave him where he is as he's the guy who guards the body. Bit. This is essentially what happens. He takes the urn, him and Harvey Whippleman. It's a transition out of the giant Gonzalez. Harvey Nippleman. <laughs> that's what the ladies call him, you know? I want to see your nipples. Well, that's not his voice at all. I want to see your nipples. Transitions hey, daddy, out of daddy, daddy. <laughs> yeah, he's got that old guy uh, cigarette smoking wrestling voice. Yeah, he's got that uh, what I like to call Bill Alfonso voice. Yeah, daddy. Yeah. So he loses the Undertaker. This is the thing where I guarantee they came in great look, and then this man saw how much uh, heroin he did or just opiates, and then was like, "That's a lot, even for the people around here." And then he lost every match. Loses some King of the Wing qualifier. That's how you know you're in the doghouse is you lose a King of the Ring qualifier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know you're in the doghouse and by and decisively as well. Although doesn't yeah. Mr. No, but Mr. Hughes appears at King of the Ring. I think that's just a quarterfinal because this is the first King of the Ring. So it was actually a tournament and made to feel important. And I only know this because I watched all of the Kings of the Ring tournaments with friend of the show, Mike Lawrence. And the first one is the only one where you're like, oh, this feels like a big deal. And every subsequent one is it's like, why is this pay-per-view happening? All right, let's get this bag of shit. All right, Billy Gunn's going to wrestle a dog or something. So Yeah, I'm tired and you're stupid. <laughs> he claims that everyone was jealous of him because the Undertaker push. I could totally see that. But also it's like, I guess no one knows that he's going to get a couple big paydays out of it. Whatever. Anyway, he uh, ducked a drug test and left the WWF. And where do you go when you've left the WWF and oh, WCW? Dylan, you. If it's the mid-90s and you have a drug mm. problem, mm. there's only one place to go. And that's the city of Brotherly Love, Philadelphia, where Paul Heyman will promise to pay you 50 grand a match. And you are going to be getting 25 bucks. But the same <laughs> man got himself a bunch of Dexies. Yeah. How about this? You get to go in the hot tub with me. Yeah. How about this? You're on the ECW Arena's roof, and that's where you do drugs with Sabu. <laughs> Sabu will cut you in on every third joint. How yeah. does that Sab sound? Sabu cuts you in on every joint. You do not get Bogart rights, but you do get to select the strain. Also, the Sandman will promise to get you a beer, but then pass out. You can drink whatever he has not got to. Okay, also, so $50 way, for only wrestling, or you help my dad with some filing and make $25 a week. Yeah, yeah. other things you can do. Help me prank call Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> Hello, Tommy, it's wrestling and you're bad at it. <laughs> my name is Paul Heyman. Um, do you, every time we bring up ECW, what I always think of is Paul Heyman's sweet, incredibly rich parents. Just going to the ECW arena and being like, we could have done that. ECW's basically built on the backs of two rich parents because it's Tommy Dreamer and uh, Paul Heyman. Uh, no, no, no. Three. It's built on the backs of one rich man and okay. two rich families. Basically, three rich dads built ECW. Only two of the rich dads had no choice in it. <laughs> <laughs> they gave so, their yeah. money to their sketchy, weird, bloated sons. So... He's in ECW for a bit, but he doesn't really like the hardcore wrestling, which is probably a godsend for him because he'd be dead now, giving his it's drug also, problems. But I also would say what's weird is he doesn't like it. He stays there the longest of anywhere mm -hmm. and also is there during their most artistically interesting period. 93 to 96 is basically ECW was so good 
it then coasted for another four years off of how good it was then. Yeah, it was so good that they end up getting ring ropes, which they didn't really have at the start. Yeah, yeah. At the beginning, their mat, their their ring is literally yellow ropes, and like everything looks cheap. But he's the heavy for Matt Bourne after Doink, where it's like his character is he's trying to kill Bourne again. Oh, it's yeah. so good. But and this is such a good character. This is also like if you ever wonder when they like talk about like oh Matt Bourne, he was way better than that gimmick, and then you you got to watch him in ECW, and you're like they were. They were right. Yeah, well, he's like an 80s. He'd be an interesting guy to actually talk about one time because he's like a really good. No. no? Okay, done. Just kidding. I was kidding, Dylan. Go ahead. I'll never he is a very... me. You're right. I'm sorry. I forgot who you were. You're the only serious comedian. <laughs> <laughs> so three years of fucking around going to. He goes to Puerto Rico. Oh, such fucking adult language, bro. Mm. He goes to Puerto Rico. He goes all around the world, basically having one match. And then everyone's like, this guy's not very good at wrestling. And he's like, ha ha, I'm leaving. Yeah, and ha, uh, ha, already been paid in Hiron. I got Hiron. He would he yells and then he just runs away. He runs into the mm-hmm. sea. That's how he arrived and left in Puerto Rico, by the way, is he would just walk out of the sea with a bunch of bricks of tar heroin, just duct taped to his chest. And he'd walk immediately to the ring, be pinned quickly, and then be like, Mystery is out of here, and then would walk back. And then he'd open the, the bags and just free scoop into his mouth. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He, oh, for, I forgot. Yeah, he opened the bags. Ah, he poured the heroin directly into his mouth like a coach being dunked in the Gatorade tank. Yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin saw Mister Hughes doing heroin and was like, "I did that, but with beer, and that'll be my character." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, give me a hell yeah! All I'll do is a, uh, I'll drink beer though, and uh, not do heroin. Also, I'd like to have Mister Hughes' phone number. <laughs> he's brought in and pretty much punked off by China in 1997, Whoa. which is pretty cool. He brought in to be the bodyguard for Hunter Earth Helmsley, and then they go with China, which was a much this better the, idea. But I also can't sort of believe how much, how many fucking chances this guy gets. Like, you hear Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon is like ready to cut the British bulldog at any fucking turn. But this fucking joke of a human being, um, is literally just given like chance after chance after chance. He's big and he looks cool. I know, but it's just weird because other people are as big and look as cool. No, I don't think anyone looks as cool as him. Also, the interesting thing is, and I guess this kind of goes with the only guy I can kind of compare him to is Rikishi in this way, where he gets in better shape and it's bad for his career because he comes back. Short run in 97, he's working indies, comes back in 99 as Chris Jericho's bodyguard. He gets in shape, and it's just kind of like, oh, his gimmick was that he was 350 pounds, now he's 250. Much better for his heart and his life, but he just doesn't, like, stand out anymore. He just, like, that's when you really gain appreciation for just how big wrestlers were back then, where it's like, oh, he's just Billy Gunn size? Why is this guy, like, a powerhouse bodyguard now? Yeah, but it, and it was also this weird thing. Mr. Hughes is the weirdest character in wrestling and that everyone just sort of remembers him being around. But you're like, was he shit? Seems shit. He was an 80s and 90s character who only got into wrestling in 1990. Yeah. So he had like, really, I mean, he made a lot of money. But, you know, 1999, he comes in. And uh, if you haven't seen uh, Mr. Hughes as Chris Jericho's bodyguard, it just like <laughs> they put him in like a spark. They pretty much put him in the light up jacket that Jericho would wear in his like last part of his WWF run. And then Chris Jericho beats him up and you look at a match. I like literally watch 
Mr. Hughes in nineteen ninety one and then watch him in nineteen ninety nine, it's like his body falls apart. Like he ca- cannot move in nineteen ninety nine in that final match. It's crazy. No, and also then he and I still can't believe this. It's not like he after that then leaves wrestling. He then wrestles for another thirteen years at the World Wrestling Alliance, which I've never yeah, well, heard of and I assume is just really sad. No, he, he I mean he just started training training uh, wrestlers. Which is but what you again, do, man. It's the it's like improv. You only become an improviser to teach improv. Yeah, but being taught wrestling by Mr. Hughes is being is like being taught stand up comedy by fucking Himmler. Like you understand public speaking, but you don't understand what we're actually doing, bruh. Yeah, I I agree, but like sometimes because it sounds those like you're about to fucking shove it up my ass again. Those who can't do teach right, and he was taught like he taught Heath Slater. Who was it? Who did he teach? He taught Heath Slater and Apollo Crews, which is very funny that he would teach Apollo Crews, where it's like, okay, Heath Slater I can see because he's like a wrestler, wrestler, but Apollo Crews, it's like, or like I assume he was like, here's how you lock up. And then he's like, oh, here's a, here's how, can I do this splash? And he's like, or you can do that. I don't know. And then he just yeah, went back to you, sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Can you guys just keep it down? I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the thing about NXT. Hey. Like we talked about Scotty Toothotty last week. Did it again. That's not his name. That's mm-hmm. not his fucking name. It would you be. Fuck. But the reason why Scotty Toothotty. What does that mean? It would be. It would be if what? What things have to happen for you to stop being a pain in my ass? If Scotty Toothotty was around now, he'd be Scotty Toothotty. I'm just saying, this is why NXT is probably the best wrestling school now, is because there's levels. Scotty Toothotty is a mid level teacher in the NXT training facility. Whereas Mr. Hughes is a wrestler and teacher in that, like, he's like, here's how you lock up. Here's how you punch. Here's how you bump. You're a wrestler now. Learn the rest on your own. Versus NXT where it's like you go to a place and they're like, so here you're a wrestler. Like, you're a wrestler. Like, you could could wrestle in front of, you know, some people. You don't look like, you won't know what you look like you're fucking doing, but you could. And then, you know, you get to the halfway part where it's like, okay, you actually know you're you know, you're like a guy who's you're learning stuff that you would learn five years in, and then the finishing school is obviously like here's you want this is where the hard camera is and all that stuff. Do you ever think about this, which is the fact that Heath Slater had one of the most longest and amazing he was essentially the Tito Santana of the most recent time in the WWF? <laughs> no, because he never came back as like dirty, shitty white guy. Curtis Hughes beats yeah, El will. Matador, and Vince McMahon calls the match and at so no good. point calls him Tito Santana. No oh, It's fucking crazy. Of course, well, because he's the El Matador now. That's the thing that he did for a while. It was bananas. He was El Matador when he was a jobber. Should we talk about Tito Santana next week? Is that okay? Absolutely. I would love to talk about Tito Santana. If I'm fascinating. Yeah. He's probably got one of the best books because it's one of those guys who's like, I'm out. Fuck you. Arriba. Um, also, by the way, he never told Vince McMahon that uh, Arriba means shove it up your ass, you Irish bastard. Um, oh, yeah. The... I just want to know the rejected Tito Santana angles. I full kill you in the ring. You come back, <laughs> Jack Swagger burns down your house and escorts you to the border. Do you understand that I guarantee think Tito Santana, <laughs> Santana pre Vince of uh, Hulk Hogan coming in had such a better life? Like he was like very much like top of the mid card. He was the guy that prepared people for the champion. And then he came in and then it was like, get this fucking asshole away from anywhere of importance. Oh yeah. Well, Hogan just being threatened by like really good baby faces who could wrestle him and him and Ricky Steamboat. He kept on trying to tell them that the, that, uh, they actually had to go into this, uh, trash compactor and that's where their apartment was now. 
Yeah, Just yeah, go yeah. in the trash compactor, dude. Making a noise. That's all right, dude. All you gotta do, dude. Bear in mind, he wrestled in the WWF from seventy nine to ninety three. By the way, this is how shit. Mr. Hughes is, is I am now just going to talk about Tito Santana. I mean, we have to. Intercontinental Championship. World. Oh, my God. This guy rules. Yeah, of course he rules. We're going to talk about Tito Santana next week. But, uh, John, plug the stuff. You can follow me on Twitch, John Hastings Comedy. You can get both of our comedy albums anywhere you find good comedy albums. Stream those. Listen to us. It's quite supporting of all of us. Go to our social media. That's Dylan God. D-Y-L-A-N double up that T. G-O double up that T on all social media. The John Hastings on all social media. We'll be back next week. And maybe in the interim, you want to go purchase some merch, a t-shirt, shower curtain. Fucking go get some condoms, right? Wrestler review on them in permanent marker. Have sex with a woman or a man. Get get wrestler marker inside their body. (laughs) uh yeah and all the links for our merch and patreon and uh our twitter and instagram are on the episode description so just look at that and you'll find more information thank you very much for listening we'll be back next week wait wait dude what is the worst what is the best and worst of mr hughes oh i don't know the best is his uh finishing move looked pretty cool and the worst is literally the way he wrestled or talked the best is that he claims he invented the side slam Sidewalk best, slam, best he thing, does, yes. Best thing he does claim he invented sidewalk slam. Very good. Phenomenal piece of shit. What a fucking wonderful lie. I invented that. We have the amount of evidence we have that proves you wrong is shocking. No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, that's great. Worst thing about him, he's a, he's a drug addict. Probably still is. He's waking up right now trying to get his fix. I think he would be dead if he was a drug addict still, especially off pills, because you escalate, but... Probably the best thing, honestly, about him is that he stopped doing drugs. And everyone said he was a nice guy. So good for him. The best thing about him is he trained Heath Slater, who mm-hmm. I love. I really love Not Heath Apollo Slater. Not Apollo Crews. You hate Apollo Crews. I do actually kind of hate Apollo Crews. Which Whoa. one is Apollo Crews? Which, which one is Apollo Crews? He's the guy with the Nigerian gimmick now. He's a very good wrestler. Oh, yeah. Everyone loved him in New Japan. And that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he yeah. came to wrestle at WWE, and they were like, "You're not tall, bye bye." Oh yeah, it's so weird. Yes, it's very uncomfortable now. The bunch of people that yes, he's he one of the many. The You're not tall, bye bye. Drum fight with Big E. Yeah. No. Even Big E said before WrestleMania, "We have no fucking idea what a Nigerian drum fight is." <laughs> Good for him. Nice stuff. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll be back next week with Tito Santana. Bye bye. Suck. Suck me off.